Hey, what's going on today, heroes? On this week's episode, I'm interviewing the fascinating Bjorn Kummerall. I first heard about Bjorn after I had interviewed Michelle Danner. She had suggested him to me after we had spoken about some of the best headshot photographers in the area, some of the best ones that casting directors tend to pay notice to. Then I started doing some research on Bjorn, and I saw the spirit of somebody that chose to live their life their way. Somebody that chose to pursue what they found passion in life for and go for it all out, you know. And Bjorn has since gone on to be one of the premier cinematic headshot photographers out there. You know, the the thing that will strike you about Bjorn's photographs, firstly, is just the fact that they look like stills from movies, you know. And the whole interesting thing about that is that they sort of become a world unto themselves you know and because of the cinematic qualities within Bjorn's photographs I knew I had to get him to be my photographer so after this interview that you're about to hear I actually was lucky enough to actually have a session with Bjorn where we had sort of like a mini photo shoot and we got some great stuff so after this interview guys if you or anybody you know out there is looking for a great cinematic photographer you're looking for headshots you're looking for anybody to help with your self tapes i thoroughly recommend bjorn kumral he's a very interesting fascinating guy that honestly it was just a pleasure not only getting to work with him but just getting to sit down and talk with the guy you know i just I, i i love hearing people that are passionate about their craft so i hope you guys enjoy this week's show and now on with the interview Hello my heroes and welcome to this week's episode of the Indestructible Podcast, the podcast for the people, the podcast that can never die. I am your host, the Indestructible Danny Cano, and today I'm sitting here with the insanely talented Bjorn Kummerall. How are you doing today, my man? Yeah, pretty good. How are you? Great. Bjorn came to LA in 1997, armed only with a business degree. He since went on to become the premier LA headshot photographer. So I think the first thing I'd like to get in with you is, what drew you to photography? What got you into it? Uh, that was a hobby since I'm 12, probably. Mm. I always had a dark room. Nice. It was always a hobby, you know, because school, to yeah. be, like, for, for fun and mm. not for work. Mm. And when I went to business school, I interned a lot in ad agencies, and I saw photographers that were just so kind of jaded, and mm. yeah, I felt like for them it was just, it was just a job. Mm-hmm. And just a way to make money mm-hmm. and I thought oh shit this might happen if I do this for a living so let's not go for it mm-hmm. let's keep this a hobby right and then at the very end of my studies I sent one photo to a readers contest mm-hmm. of a German photo magazine nice. and so I won the whole thing and I won two thousand dollars and I'm like oh, okay great <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just uh, do this. Let's let's see if uh, maybe photography is a career. Mm. And it sort of opened something within you after you saw that your work was sort of taken with positivity. Yeah, I mean that's sort of encouraging. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I mean, lots of people liked my photos. I knew that. Mm-hmm. And whenever I traveled, I would do prints for friends, and mm-hmm. they asked me, "Hey, can I have a larger print for my living room?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Sure, why not?" And I made friends over the years with a guy. Cameron Casey, who mm. is uh, used to be a, like the hotshot, most sought after music video directors. Mm-hmm. And whenever he shot in Europe, he said, hey, 
come by my set. So still when I went to college, I would just come out there to wherever he shot in London or Spain mm. and just to do photos on the set because exactly. it allowed me yeah. to shoot celebrities. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I was, yes, thought it was just an exciting thing, you know, whatever. Tears for Fears or bands <laughs> like that that were just on their way out in the late 90s or mid 90s and um, yeah and these guys and his producer these two they encouraged me like hey here you should come to LA that mm -hmm. sort of thing mm -hmm. and when I graduated and I won that photo contest and I thought yeah let's give it a shot mm -hmm. and I came to the US for three months just to see if there's a chance. So I hung mm. out on Cameron's music videos okay. again, mm. shooting young Jay-Z's, Missy Elliott's, yeah. all these people Hell that yeah. he directed, which mm -hmm. was so cool. Chaka Khan, whatnot. He, he was <laughs> really busy. And for me, it was great. I shot, you know, legit people. Yeah. I mean, mega stars, mm -hmm. and I would sell the pictures for a few bucks to the record label. They were happy that I didn't know the prices. <laughs> yeah. I thought, oh, this is a fun thing to do. And after a while, I got a bit bored on mm. the set. Mm. And so I took the actors and just said, told them, like, hey, let's do some photos. Mm. You don't have to pay me anything. I mm. just want to do something. And after they saw them, they said, wow, these could be headshots. And I always thought that headshots is something that's beneath me. You know, I <laughs> thought my shit should be in the Guggenheim and... But so far it didn't happen that fast. And mm. so then I ran out of money and I thought, yeah, maybe, maybe headshots, you know, they don't have to be like so average. You mm. can make them cool. Mm. You can make them shoot like poster. And yeah. I always liked how the cinematographers used the light mm. on not only Cameron said, I, then I also interned basically on indie movies and mm -hmm. just did their stills for free just to learn yeah i didn't know anybody just, just getting hands-on experience getting yeah. hands-on experience like those roger corman sets mm -hmm. no, <laughs> they had zero budget they had no budget for a stills photographer but they had fairly good pps mm -hmm. and this was all film days mm -hmm. and i would buy the same film stock that the cinematographer had in his camera and wow would do basically my own workshops for myself and mm. teach myself what is he doing when he pushes, when he pulls, I mean, when he flashes film. And, but most importantly was the light aesthetic. Mm. The way how a cinematographer treats a scene, a, a shot. scene, a shot, a portrait is different yeah. than a lot of those fashion dudes that mm. bring out their strobes and bam and light everywhere. And it's just, there's no depth to it. Mm. And so, yeah, and I thought, well, what if I do it this way? And so I started it and I thought, okay, let's see how, let's find out how good I can be. Mm. Nice. And I know Bjorn that your method is so famous, the way that you get the emotions out of people. It's sort of known that you're the guy to go to for the most natural cinematic look. If you could just talk a little bit about your method and how you sort of developed it? <laughs> yeah. If there's one method, well, I don't know. There's a system to madness. Um, 10,000 jobs, I don't know. I, I basically shoot you how I would like to be shot. Mm -hmm. Basically like that. Mm -hmm. Give me something to do. Mm. If you don't know what to do, you hang there and you reflect about yourself and that's the worst case scenario. Mm. So, but if I give you the sticker now, 
right? Yes. And then I ask you to count how many jackets I have on that wall, on that on that rack. Okay. So it starts with a simple shit like this. So yeah. then you okay, how many jackets are there? I want to know. I want to know the answer. So as you're looking at this, I already have to have my shot. Mm. So it's a basically. I'm, that's how I usually start my sessions, like with a complete distraction, gonna, yeah. so that you're always busy, that you don't even have time mm. to think about, oh, I wonder what it'll look like. Because the minute you go down that route, that's yeah. a downward spiral, that's shit. Because mm. then you lose your authenticity. The natural. Yeah. So aspect. basically, I just pull you, mm. throw you in the cold water, and have you turn around, oh, do this, do this. Um, and after a while, then you'll see that people settle in and they. Kind of get the hang of it, mm -hmm. and I play movie soundtracks. Mm -hmm. And depending on what tune I choose, mm -hmm. my favorite, absolute favorite one is the soundtrack of American Beauty. Mm -hmm. And when I, for instance, a song like this, I let it play. It's kind of, it's kind of soft, almost transish. Yeah, yeah. The person sits there, and I'm moving around, lights, and sometimes we don't even talk. Mm -hmm. But I notice the energy of the person changes, mm -hmm. and then you can start doing other things mm. then you start sometimes feeding into the situation mm. where you just create virtual scenarios mm. and then you just feed him stuff but it always depends on the person of course today i had a client with them uh with that client it was absolutely impossible okay so i had to trick him mm. really into every shot it was a very hands-on work mm. Just basically, I looked for the geometry, I looked for his best angle and the best lighting, and that's all I shot. And I just basically told him which face expression I want by imitating me. So <laughs> that is kind of like, that is not the ideal scenario, exactly, but you pull yeah. it off too, because that's my job, mm -hmm. right? Exactly, yeah. But when you have actors who get it mm -hmm. and who enjoy then this whole thing, and then sky's the limit, then you just create an I don't know, you create stories together. Yeah. Oftentimes I create entire scripts. I was going to say, it seems in essence being a great photographer is almost like being a great director. You sort of pull the performance out of the person, maybe that they didn't even know that they Absolutely. had. Absolutely, you're totally responsible. You like, I have heard photographers say like, whoa, you didn't give me anything. Like, dude, that's your job. <laughs> yeah. My job is to, to create an interesting photo. If the person doesn't know how to do that it's my job mm. to direct him into a state of mind or into a phase expressions mm. that looks interesting mm. or whatever mood right that's my that's the job of a photographer you, you oftentimes i manipulate people i mean mm. it's a total sometimes a real mind fuck that i <laughs> you know that i just um but you do what you play have to do to get tricks in a shop right but it's all about for the photo, right? In the exactly. end. Because you know, when, you, when the photos are good, people forgive you the weirdest process. They don't care what they you do. They don't did. care. <laughs> if the photos are good, they're like, okay, I'm coming back. It Let's almost, send my friends to you. It almost sounds, Bjorn, like you'd be almost like a specialist with psychology. The way that you can kind of understand a person's emotion based on facial expressions. Because I'm sure oh, you... Absolutely. You know what I mean? <laughs> after, after so many jobs and you... You learn the types. You know, after a while, you, there's certain types that you know, you mm. found out what's the best way to get somebody out of their shell. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you joke around. Well, with that person, the jokes, 
usually humor is a very big important thing for me. Like mm -hmm. the more you make people laugh, it massages comfortable. The, the yeah. diaphragm, yeah. you know, massages the entire body and relaxes the whole system. Mm -hmm. Tension gets lost. Mm -hmm. You have to crack him up at the beginning. So once that thing is done, then you, then you, again, you notice, oh, okay, he's a lip biter. Mm -hmm. So he's nervous. He's probably green. <laughs> again, then you, you're absolutely right. You develop a skill set that is almost close to that of a psychologist. Mm. And to see, for me, I cannot hypnotize. I wish I could. <laughs> Sometimes I pretend I do. Just get like a little I watch. just do. I just do this kind <laughs> exactly, of thing. Yeah. And just, I just create little games. Mm -hmm. And they just get the job done. How do people react to that? When you Usually that they, 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 they giggle. <laughs> they giggle. And Don't some feel it. like some, I mean... I leave you to believe that I have magical powers, <laughs> I but think maybe you do. most of the people are like, okay, he's just a photographer, he wish he had, but it's kind of cute that he does and giggle. But then after a while, if there's the right scenario, then there is, and it's really true, there is an energy level that you, mm -hmm. a, a frequency vibe. all of a sudden that you allow when you reach that state of uh, uh, suspended disbelief, mm -hmm. right? And then yeah. they're, they're just like, okay, cool. Just being themselves. When you have a playful person, mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Because they get it. They just, they know how it is. You, you create photos, you want to have a good time, you have good vibrations, frequencies, mm -hmm. a good playground on which you create those. And that's basically the job of a photographer. Mm -hmm. Create the energetic carpet on mm -hmm. which you can then just dance around and do your photos. Mm -hmm. But when people come in the door, they don't know how to do it. They <laughs> yeah. don't know anything. So I, I, that's my job. And then do you get a lot of like green people that they're like, oh, I've, I've heard that you're like the great headshot. No, they, they don't see that. Do you, do you ever get like... They usually they get like, ah, oh, I got your number from so-and-so. You try playing it cool. And so, well, I always, I'm raised with that mindset. If you blow too much smoke up my ass, then I probably will suck after a while <laughs> because I get too full of myself. I've seen it. Okay. We, we've all seen people that they had a fair share of success and then they are too, then they, sh they think their shit don't stick anymore. Mm. And that, I've seen people trouble, then yeah. all of a sudden like becoming really mediocre. Mm. And so therefore, whenever I get compliments, it's a weird thing that I'm, thinking, ah, oh, no, 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 mm. just don't take it too deep, don't get full of yourself, mm. you know? just mm. stick to the good work. But that's important, you know, but as an artist, you always have to keep yourself in check because other people will always, like you said, just put you up on a pedestal, so if you know what you can do and the art that you can make, you don't necessarily need anybody to go, oh, you're so great, you're so this, you know? It's, but it feels it's, good sometimes. I, I love Tim Ferriss, it's mm. my favorite podcast in the world, mm. and... He always says something, or he, uh, it goes along the lines of, uh, well, here's one good wisdom. You're not as bad as they say that you are, mm. and you're not as good as they say that you are. So <laughs> I can believe you know, Some people make you, oh, you know, that it's almost like... like too much. Uh, yeah, it's too much. Just chill. And when somebody says, ah, your shit sucks, I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> you might think so, that's fine. Yeah. yeah and how do you react to somebody that... Maybe you worked with them, you had a full session with them, and they're just completely unhappy. Or that hardly ever happens. I mean, what it happens once in a blue moon mm. that people have problems with their photos, and that's ninety-nine percent green actors mm. who have 
too high expectations of upon themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in a photo shoot and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and it's got, this has to be the best photo shoot, and and they think already that they're they think they're already breath. Mm -hmm. they, they think they have they have it all. Right. And today's the photo shoot where that surfaces. Mm -hmm. And but they're a bit not they're not loose enough. They don't play with it lightly. Mm -hmm. And usually those are the candidates I can tell. Then they're like, ah, these, I, I know we can do better. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you've I'm heard not, that one? <laughs> yeah, I know we can do better. I'm just like, yeah, but you pay me for the hour. See, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pro. Yeah. I'm doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a musician. You, you hire me for an hour and I play with you. Mm -hmm. And I know my instrument. You know your craft. And, and the other thing that comes from your end, but when you have the feeling that you sh compare your headshot with a cover from Rolling Stone with Johnny Depp. Mm. So... Let's make realistic comparisons here. And plus, comparisons are shit anyway. Yeah. But that happens maybe like once a year or so. Mm. Like, not really, not often. Like, most of the times, you know. Exactly. Smooth sailing. <laughs> Hopefully, right? Yeah, you have fun together. It's the energy that you... Sp I, you as a photographer, you dictate the energy that you... That is there between you and the person that you shoot. Mm. And... I'm really aware of that, and I'm, it's very important to me that that always remains in a good, good flow. Chill place, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then Bjorn, for anybody that sort of wants to get a good headshot, what do you, what do you say is the most important part about having a good headshot? Because some people that are, like you said, green, may not understand, oh, I could, why would I pay that much, or why, and I could just do this with my iPhone. What is the importance of having a good headshot to you? Well, good quality is, Always, if you buy a car or you do headshots, whatnot, it always pays off in the end, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy your cheap little microphone, and then after a while, you notice mm, it's not really that good. <laughs> and then you buy three cheap microphones, and then in the end, you buy actually a real good Sennheiser, and mm -hmm. you're so much happier, and it totally pays off. Mm -hmm. With headshots, I believe, same thing. Invest in yourself. It always pays off. Mm. And of course you get better over the years. When you start, I mean, it can all happen. Many times I had kids that would just they come here, they're 19 years old from Ohio, and they do badass photos. They knock it out of the park. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, where did mm -hmm, that come from? Mm -hmm. But great intuition, great instincts mm -hmm. happens. Um, what, what's important for a good headshot is, I don't know, it's, it's presence. It's that, see, this is an image that, it, that I always would love a director to look at mm. or a producer and says, oh, wow, this, mm. this is an interesting person. Mm. There's a very strong energy, a strong charismatic There's energy coming from the photo. Them. Yeah, that, there's, that it's not just, oh, a guy with blue eyes who has a headshot like all the other ones. There's no shadows in his face. And, mm. <laughs> right. And that's... Also the thing, if you want to stand out, it's kind of like advertising. Mm. You need to break the rules a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I started out, the whole opinion was, we're talking black and white headshots on film in the 90s. <laughs> well, you cannot look off camera, you mm. cannot use shadows in the face, mm. and you cannot use busy backgrounds, and there can nothing, never be something blurry in the foreground. And that was the standard. And then I said long. like, okay, and you cannot smoke. And yeah. I'm like, okay, we're smoking, <laughs> we're looking off lens. Yeah, mm -hmm. with shadows in your face, we use cinematic lighting. So let's do that. Mm -hmm. And after I chose to do that, mm -hmm. bam, it was then Benny Medina's 
company back then called Handprint. Mm -hmm. They were the biggest management, I think, on the globe in mm -hmm. 2000. They had Jennifer Lopez, they had Matthew McConaughey, they had, oh, they had Madonna music. I mean, they had everybody, Nicole Kidman and Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, we love your stuff, come in. Mm. So we got this guy, Johnny Knoxville, we got this guy, Mike Epps. <laughs> and so there were, back then, all nobodies. Yeah. And so I did their photos mm -hmm. and did them my way. And then right. all of these people, they all said, well, I'm just, we just love your stuff. Just go out, have fun. Yeah. They would never tell me what to do. Mm. And so then it went really, really fast. So make a strong statement with what you put out there. You can put out there the statement, kind of like with an advertisement. Oh, I'm like everybody else. Mm. Well, why in the hell do you think I should? Somebody why should would pick you. But you? Yeah. does that does that make you stand out? Mm. And no, I think psychologically, right. some people do not want to stand out. Mm. They feel kind of comfort with this. Oh, I've done everything they say mindset. Right. Mm. Oh, I've done it. as if this was promised. As mm. if this is a. A cruise with a captain who can system, complain if it right? doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. this is life. Mm. There's no guarantee for this at all. And if you really want to stand out and you're funny and you're a comedian, I would say have a caricature of yourself tattooed on your girlfriend's ass and take a photo <laughs> of that. And that photo will probably get more attention in any casting office. They probably will text it to each other. That's badass. And you, you will be <laughs> called in. Who does that? Right. You're interesting. So. Different. I mean, that's an extreme example, right. but, you know, that's the strategy. Just study the rules and break them in a classy, stylish way. Mm -hmm. And I believe in that cinematic light context that I use is it's just so classy and fun. Mm. And plus, it looks like the poster of the movie that you just drove by mm. and you saw Chris Hemsworth in it for the most expensive movie ever made. It already gives somebody a mindset of where they could see that somebody in like a shot composition, you know? If you're like a cinematographer or something like that, a director, oh, I can see that guy. I see the shot. Absolutely, you know, it Absolutely. already gives first, you the life. First of all, it shows the, how the how your features look like on film. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's kind of like a screen test, mm -hmm. still of a screen <laughs> test. And second, and here's the beauty of mm -hmm. it, that the the lighting context mm -hmm. in which my clients look mm -hmm. with this movie lighting, it looks like a movie poster. Well, people are psychologically primed mm. by looking at it every day and they only see stars in those lighting contexts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That visual vocabulary of establishment, that super expensive movie poster with Leo DiCaprio, mm. okay, well, that's that lighting, right? Mm -hmm. And now you so see. So now you have that, you haven't done a single movie yet, but you look like that guy. And that, so people will probably perceive you, perceive you as a higher quality product mm -hmm. as if you do what I call the Toyota Corolla headshot, which <laughs> looks like all the other ones. Ah, no shadows, the eyes are popping. Right. That's nice. That, mm. the, that's the nice white Toyota Corolla that you rent it's at safe. the airport. And nobody dies to have that car. <laughs> Fuck no. You want a Ferrari or a cool old timer. Mm -hmm. So basically in the same way, you, you want to be interesting. God, mm -hmm. it's a creative city. You want to work with Quentin Tarantino? Do you think he's impressed by like your Toyota Corolla headshot? <laughs> Fuck no! <That's> a, <laughs> and you have something really cool that you want you want him to stop. Like, dude, that's a cool shot, man. Mm -hmm. And all I'm doing is is shooting what's probably in a monitor on a movie set where the director goes, dude, that's great lighting. Mm. That's let's roll this. Mm. That's that's my shot. And speaking of directors, have you Bjorn ever considered being a director yourself? I know you actually have 
directed your own little short film. How was yeah, that? I did a short film and I did a music video. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Buddy Riley that? Smith. Mm -hmm. oh, that was a lot of fun. I, I really love it. Mm. When you have a good team, actually, it's the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of work, though. You cannot wing it. Mm. It takes a lot of preparation. And for that, I need time. Mm. And that's uh, scarce. Mm. But yeah, in the long run, absolutely. I want to direct more. It's, it's a great... It's just such a great process. Yeah. And I love the surprise when you bring <laughs> people then on the set and you, of course you prepare, but now the camera rolls and the scene starts and you are just curious how it's gonna play out and you get mm -hmm. surprised. Do you have any upcoming projects you have in mind? I have a couple of uh, script ideas that I'm working around with, but I haven't nice. set it in stone. But what I've done is hired a Tony Robbins coach for next year. <laughs> I already, yeah, yeah, it's already paid. So it's going to motivate the shit just, out of yeah, you. <laughs> just because I can nicely procrastinate. Right. Oh, and it's, I find beautiful answers why we should not do this now, maybe next year. Maybe next you know? year. Yeah. And, and then, then next year. And then it never happens. So yeah, it's, it's on the list. Awesome. Now I see right here Bjorn in your studio. I'm seeing all these amazing shots of all these amazing clients you've had. What are some of your favorite clients you've worked with? Uh, if you could clients. say. I mean, that's, that's an unfair question. But <laughs> Sure, there's, there's people that leave such an impression on you. Mm. Like Ben Mendelssohn, for instance, being mm -hmm. one of like my, my favorites, just mm -hmm. as a personality, as an actor, the choices he makes in his profession and the person that he is, what a joy. Like, how mm -hmm. can you not, there's no way you cannot love that guy. <laughs> it's it's just, just simply impossible. Mm -hmm. And plus he's brilliant. So. That is a dream come true. Well, Todd Stashwick is another one of those. Or, and then there's, uh, I mean, that would be now a long list of people that I love working with. That's why you see the wall, mm -hmm. for instance. The wall. Um, of people that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. My buddy Riley Smith, certainly, like we've done like probably, I would say like 20 photo shoots by now over the years. Nice. Yeah, I mean, there's sometimes, sometimes it's not even that you have a mega connection to the person at the moment, but you just do a great picture together mm -hmm. and that, that, <laughs> right? that unites you. Yeah. So, um, the art some, that some people create. are just great to photograph and maybe you're not, they're not necessarily the person that you want to hang out with in private, but they're great creators. Right. And I could imagine on the movies that you work with an actor and you're like, no, oh, he's sort of a weirdo, but... For, for the story, it's the job great. Yeah, exactly. Do I want to hang out with him in private? Mm, I don't know. I don't want to get a drink with him. <laughs> yeah. But i got to say, wow. most of my clients actually I really get along with well. Yeah. There's hardly ever. I can imagine. Hannah, I mean, Hannah is amazing. Hannah Glassby, she's a model, high-end model. Amazing photos we did together. Honestly, the one that's sticking out to me is this beautiful black and white photo of uh, my parents. Exactly, <laughs> I was gonna say. Did you take that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I took. And I think, honestly, audience, you guys can't see this, but just seeing this as a spectator right here, I could just see that Bjorn already had an eye for perspective already at a young age. I'm looking at this beautiful black and white photo, of, and I imagine that's in Germany. Yeah, Berlin. Like a winter Berlin, time in Berlin. Berlin just now, yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow, like that could be on a postcard, man. Like that's, that's beautiful right yeah, there. My little hobbit parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you've been to Germany? Uh, the summer. Mm. I go every summer. Mm. Do you do like any photography over there as well? 
I bring my camera and I do a few jobs, but mainly I go there just to take a little break because I really work a lot. Yeah. And I am a workaholic, so I have to force myself to say no. <laughs> it's very it's tempting, hard, you know, man. your ego loves it. I'm like, hey, can you do a photo? And you're like, oh, of course. Just but, you want to keep riding the wave, yeah. right? Yeah. But also in order to innovate your work, you have to step away from it for a little bit. And that's my struggle sometimes. Because mm -hmm. the phone rings. <laughs> And I feel so honored when somebody says, ask me to take the photo and mm -hmm. is willing to pay my price. Mm -hmm. So what do I do? I say yes. <laughs> right? Right. It's hard to say no. <laughs> it's hard to say no. And at some point, your energy household needs a little, needs a little break, also creatively, to get new ideas. So you don't just sort of lose yeah, it. You know? That's what Germany is a little bit for, too. So then I just mm -hmm. leave for four weeks. I maybe do like five, six jobs. but. Yeah, I do like 10 jobs per week. Right. Mm. So so six, six jobs in Germany is nothing. It's like nothing that to easy. <laughs> Awesome. Now, Bjorn, do you have any advice for any up-and-coming photographers out there, anybody that's sort of interested in the craft? What would you say is a good starting maybe camera or starting lighting rig that you would recommend? I would use available light, to be honest. Mm. So just to... S the best thing that you can do is study photos that you love. What is, what is happening with the light in the photos that you love? Easy. So mm. and now you analyze it. Mm. What, is, what is that person doing with the lighting? So for me, it's very classic lighting, Rembrandt lighting. Mm. When I see portraits from whoever photographer takes you. you know, for me, it was mm. Peter Lindbergh for a long time. Then I started to emulate him mm. until I found my own thing. Mm. So this is the quickest way into it. Find who you love, emulate that person, see what they do with the lighting in their photos, and then just maybe sometimes you can do it with daylight, sometimes, okay, play around with lights. Lighting is all about ratio. Mm. So it's not about, you don't need big movie lights to create all of this. <laughs> right. you know, the, now this equipment is so light sensitive right. that you can do it with little lights, with a flashlight. So. Mm. Equipment-wise, oh god, the market is flooded with all these beautiful. Little... I was going to ask you, what's your favorite yeah. camera? <laughs> well, I love Nikon mm. because I shot Nikon all the time, and I just got so used to the the colors or the the color algorithm that the camera has. Mm. Even though it changes with everybody, every time when they release a new body, it changes. Mm. Fuji, I have one, medium format, mm, not so crazy about it. Canon is cool, but for my taste, the skin tones look <laughs> with Nikon look better. It's right. a bit warmer. Mm. You can always fix it in the post, but I don't want to hang in the post so much. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. want to sort of create the art there. Yeah, there. it's, you know, less, less work. <laughs> exactly. I don't like sitting in front of the computer. <laughs> really? I like doing photos, but post only on one or two photos that you really love. Mm. But not on hundreds, not so fun. Well, that's why it's good getting it like perfectly down just right off the bat, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah. you need the right camera. With digital, try to get it as, as close to what you want as possible. Mm. When people say, oh, I can do it in the post, eh, oftentimes <laughs> you can't. Right. They're like, oh yeah, I can just fix that facial scar right there. Yeah, just fix it in well, post. Well, that's the scar you can post, but colors and stuff, right? Mm. Or when a picture is too, uh, let's say, overexposed. Well, then you're screwed. Mm. So those kind of things. I see. Yeah. yeah, but in the meantime, just, yeah, study, collect photos that you love. Mm. 
see what happens with the light, try to emulate it, mm. and then practice a ton. Mm. Go out, go create, out. go out, create. You, <laughs> you learn faster than going to a photo school. Mm. Would you, did, did you take any classes or no, anything like never. that? I just did, say, yeah. just did go out well, and do it. Honestly, Bjorn, I find that most great artists, you just go out and do it. You know, there's not just like an online course you can take or a community college class that can sort of make you a good artist. You sort of just have to go out there and become it, you know? Mm -hmm. Learn on the job, do yeah. it yourself. Learning by doing. I'm a big, big fan of that. And I liked yeah. your whole motto in the beginning where you were just going up to people, I'll take your photo for free. Like, let's do it, you know? Yeah, like, just the way that because you that's out. practice. And plus, <laughs> at the beginning, when you, when you, at the, in your early stages of your career, you don't want to pay for advertising. Your best advertising is people talking about you. Mm. And that was my philosophy. I would shoot a lot of people for free mm. just to have them run around and show their photos. Yeah. I mean, in our days, look at social media. It's so great when people post photos and you've done it and you're a new photographer and your buddy posted, oh, I like that photo. Mm. Who did it? And show Word of mouth, you know? Then yeah. that person Word tells that person yeah. and then it all comes back here. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you money, it costs you only energy. Mm. And you learn with every photo shoot you do, you, 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 you improve yourself. Mm. There's always a little thing that you learn. Mm. You got any dream projects? Any dream clients? Dream clients? Yeah, Paul Newman at 35. That would be my, <laughs> my dream client. Leo DiCaprio at uh, 20 years old. Being 20 <laughs> years old, that would be a dream client. So they're probably out there. And I don't know them yet. Hey, That's how I would like to see it. That will, <laughs> at some point, the universe will just line it all up. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I should run after old stuff. Yeah. Rather be open for the unexpected. Mm. I was going to say, yeah. you could probably make Leo look 20 and post. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, a retouch I could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was so fascinating as a kid. Yeah. Because he's yeah. been doing it forever. Like his whole life's yeah. been in the public eye, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I love that he, like, a person like that has grown to have such a good head. Like, yeah. I, I hate oh, it when people get like, his big He's so, an inspiration you know? on so many levels. But look-wise, when it's just like really that shallow opinion of what looks great or what looks fascinating. Mm. Yeah, when he was a mm. late teenager, early mm. 20, like, holy crap, he was fascinating. Mm. I yeah. love that. I love that you look at people like their features. Like you can specifically pinpoint in their twenties. That that would be the perfect shot. I could totally see that. I, uh, I that yeah, you could straight up tell, man. You're a photographer and like a director in waiting. The way that you feel, like you see people and shots, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I was gonna say. So Bjorn, do you have any future projects you're working on that you'd like my listeners to know about? Anything upcoming? Uh, at the moment, there are uh, there. Are I would, I would keep him secret for now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to jinx tease. it. I'm not jinxing it. <laughs> but what I'm extending is my self-tape business, which is a lot of fun, I mm. have to say. We do this here at night. And uh, just in the past two, few weeks, I had a couple of great clients, like working actors that weren't show, like this guy, Sam Yeager. He was on Parenthood mm. from day one mm. to the end. And then he was on Handmaid's Tale. And so I shot a self-tape for him for this uh, movie. And he booked it off the tape. Mm. Which then, of course, the agent, mm -hmm. Michael Green, was so excited. And he <laughs> runs to the office. And now he sends me every client. Of it. So he's Chad Bozeman's clients, mm -hmm. Tessa Thompson's. Like, he sent me all these people before that were 
mm-hmm. before they blew up, which is mm-hmm. kind of fun for me because you know, <laughs> I did the last headshot. Right. It's the whole. It's like that whole thing. Oh like, yeah, I totally get <laughs> over it. I would lie. It's like, absolutely. Well, they didn't need a headshot. Yeah, you gotta have fun with it. You Never know? needed another one. Yeah. <laughs> but those self tapes are also teaching me a lot about filmmaking, mm. shooting close ups, shooting pictures move, mm. not just the still. So we, we is it sometimes that. hard, like kind of transitioning to being a director when you're so like used to like the photography sort of side of things. Where you kind of just want to see, ca- capture still life, you know? Yeah. No, right now it's fun. <laughs> right now I'm just curious and, and I really enjoy it. It's kind of like a new hobby. Mm. It's like you play tennis and now you play golf. There's yeah. another racket, <laughs> there's a ball, and it's just a, another fun thing to do. Yeah. Just another tool in your toolbox. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Now I know, Bjorn, you actually have a protege that you have actually trained and have worked with. Yeah, actually, they're becoming more. So mm-hmm. there's Sergio, mm-hmm. Sergio Villapando, and he's with me now for a year almost. Mm-hmm. And now we have Lance here, for instance. So What's that's up, the next next generation <laughs> of understudies. Mm-hmm. And then another guy named Antosh. And so I, they shadow me mm-hmm. until I have the feeling that they're good to go and that they can actually take care of their own clients. Mm-hmm. And do you like find under, yourself fulfilled? Being a teacher, sort of helping others. That's a lot of fun, yeah. Find their passion. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And plus also it helps, it's so interesting when you teach others, you also work on yourself that way. It's very interesting. Mm, like sort of, you sort of get to see your techniques. Yeah, you think it through that. even a bit more than you ever done before. <laughs> and if anything goes wrong, you can just blame them, right? <laughs> yeah, well. There's always something to play. He's coy, he's shy. <laughs> Bjorn. Um, and just in closing, brother, do you have any crazy photography stories? Crazy photography stories? Wow. Is there anything fun that happened on set? Uh, let me see. He's smiling. Crazy. I mean, in terms of crazy, crazy? <laughs> I don't know, man. Funny, Those music videos. Funny stuff. Funny stuff happens. Story, like dialogue you know stuff that we talk about but you're looking for like a stunt that happened or whatnot or just whatever well bird shit on my head from one shoot I mean, that's <laughs> but that had nothing to do with photo um, but that doesn't really count as a hey did you still get the shot though you, you still got the shot I did, I did get the shot but the client left like we both laughed so <laughs> hard and somebody said it's good luck. Hey, that'll get you a natural reaction, yeah, right? I wonder who came up with that one. It's good luck when a bird shits on your head, huh? There's just some guy that got shot on like a Yeah, and he felt shitty. It's like, no, no, you guess good it's luck. good luck, man. <laughs> totally. Okay, yeah, I believe it too. Exactly. Uh, but man, Bjorn, I just want to say, brother, thank you for your time. This is Absolutely. incredibly enlightening. Being a director myself, I love to have like different perspectives on the craft. I, I love hearing about capturing still life finding the right lighting, working with people. So I just want to say thank you, man, for your Absolutely. time. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, okay. Thank you. You're <laughs> definitely indestructible. <laughs> okay. And never forget thank that you. you are all indestructible, and I'll see you guys next time.